Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady and Martin Paloma. Welcome to another edition of Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. I'm Neil McCready, your host today. I'm in the Clark Ford Studios. Martin Palomo is in Jackson. Our guest today is Tiffany Bobbs. She's a wine psalm at uh, the Manship Jackson. She's been on before. It's probably one of our more popular episodes. So she is joining us for our year-end episode. We're taping this on Tuesday, December the 17th, so you know how that works. You'll hear this on the 18th, which means that the next couple of Wednesdays are Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Merry Mm -hmm. Christmas to all of you. Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you for making this podcast a part of your routine. We will be back. Uh, I guess that would be January the uh, the eighth, with our first uh, Mind on My Money podcast in uh, 2020, which still sounds crazy to say out loud, but that's the plan. So uh, I hope you enjoy this one. We're going to talk about wine pairings, and then God only knows what else that leads into. <laughs> we'll get to all of those things with Tiffany in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about uh, Clark Ford. 662-257-1900 is the number. It's the end of the year. This is when car dealers, uh, they, they really want to move inventory off their lots. They are financially motivated because of insurance and stuff to move inventory off their lots before the end of the year. Take advantage of that. Call Corey Clark. Tell him what Ford product you're interested in. He's going to give you a competitive quote. He wants to move. Uh, he wants to move vehicles off his lot about before the end of the se- before the end of the year. He's going to get you back with the quote within 15 minutes in business hours. And look, even if you don't end up in a Clark Ford, even if you don't end up in a Ford at all, you get a quote that's going to really help you moving forward with whatever auto- automobile you end up purchasing. And if you end up in a Clark Ford, here's what I can tell you. Corey really wants to be your car guy. He really wants to be your truck guy. And he will prove that to you with the call, 662-257-1900. And Martin, before we uh, get started with the show, tell people about Pinnacle Trust and why they should get in contact with you guys about their financial needs. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, Neil. Merry Christmas, Tiffany. Excited uh, to, to be back on and taping our our last show of the decade. Uh, <laughs> dad jokes. I know, dad jokes. Did it? I have awful dad jokes. We'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, one of the things I wanted to, to remind folks too, this is also a time of year uh, when people are thinking about, you know, hey, uh, I have some charities or I have a church or my alma mater that I need to, you know, I want to make a gift to. And that's one of the things that uh, we're really doing a lot of right now with clients is is helping folks figure out, uh, you know, the best way to make gifts that can really have the most impact, um, you know, on the, on the amount of taxes that you save or don't or not have to pay in uh, to, to the IRS next year. But, you know, one of the things that we want to do is uh, kind of like Clark wants um, – to our Corey wants to be your Ford guy at Clark Ford. You know, we want to be uh, your first call when you have anything related to finances or investment questions. Uh, and you know, we would love to for folks to reach out to us. You can get us on the uh, telephone at 601-957-0323. And also, um, you know, just like on the Oxford Exxon podcast, if you if you mention that. Uh, you heard about this on either the Oxford Exxon podcast, um, you know, or the Mind on My Money podcast. You know, we will give you uh, a 10% off first year's fees. I think I've totally failed to mention that in the last 16 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another way to reach us is uh, you can you can find us on the web on the website at uh, www.pinntrust.com. 
um, you can leave us a message there. And also you can uh, communicate with us on one of our uh, social media presences, either on you know, like us on Facebook, send us a message. Uh, Stacy and I are responding to those messages. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Um, uh, we're also present on Instagram. And for all of you professionals out there, uh, we have LinkedIn as well. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some wine, uh, Tiffany. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, before we get started, everybody's talking about their different things. Tell people how they can uh, get in touch with with the Manship Jackson. What this weekend's like uh, coming up before Christmas. Uh, well, thanks for having me again, Martin. Neil, um, so excited to be here. Love to talk uh, wine, and this is a great little getaway for me because we're in the middle of our crazy season right now. So, a little bit of chaos going on up at the Manship. We are located in the Belhaven Building in downtown Jackson, uh, right across from Baptist Hospital off of State Street. So, uh, we'd love to, for you to come and see us. Uh, we have a lot of great specials going on just because it is the holiday season, um, and you can. Give us a call or find us on, uh, you can find us online at the Manship Woodfire Kitchen, uh, dot com. You can find us on, uh, you can find me on Twitter at tbobs, or you can find us, uh, myself or the restaurant on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're, we're everywhere. We try to, we try to be social. So, uh, send us a message. Uh, quite often I'm the one responding to the messages or one of our owners. So we'll get back in touch with you just as soon as, uh, soon as we can sometimes the turnaround's a little bit slower this time of year for us but uh we'd definitely love to see everybody come in have a burger a pizza uh drink a little wine so have a little cheer right have a little holiday cheer so (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be an episode of dad jokes i could tell i I respect that so i'm going to just make it i'm going to try to make it ridiculous with dad jokes too uh i love it (laughs) awesome so where do, you, where do you want to get started, Martin? I mean, I've got I've got lots of questions. The last time we did this, I ended up taking it over. We basically ran you out of the show. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to I'll let you hit lead off today. Boom! Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get us around a second, and then you just bat us in, and you you can you can back clean up. No, it was funny. You know, Tiffany and I were chatting a little bit um, before the show started, and we were just talking about you know kind of almost a nostalgic rem, you know reminiscence of you know where we both started because. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the last episode when we had Tiffany on board. You know, my when I was in college, um, you know, I worked in restaurants, and and it really gave me a perspective. And that's Tiffany and I were chatting about that about um, you know working in the in the career that I have now is really all about problem solving and uh, you know and helping people figure things out. And and I really learned tons of problem solving skills and people skills working in the restaurant business. Uh, because, you know, if something messed up in the kitchen, you know, it's easy to throw the kitchen under the bus, but ultimately I'm the one that was still responsible for fixing it. We were just talking about our kids and, uh, and Christopher had kind of this funny little meltdown, uh, a couple weeks back, he took his girlfriend to a restaurant and he had, and he paid with his money that he earned from refereeing soccer. And he comes back and he tells he's like, dad. The spaghetti was twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for spaghetti, and I'm just sitting there, just cracking up, laughing. I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's it's easy to spend the money when it's not your money, but it's you know when it's your money." And so he ended up telling us, you know, the the bill's forty bucks, and I'm like, "Well, what did you leave for a tip?" And he's like, "Oh, like five. I was like, "No, no, that's that's not acceptable. I raised you, <laughs> I raised you different than that. You five dollars on a forty dollar." Uh, ticket is is totally unacceptable. So Tiffany and I were just cracking up about how we we're going to force our kids to, you know, work in the restaurant business. Tiny Human got her first experience with taxes. A couple, she had some uh, money that her grandmother had given her for grades, and she went to go pay for it. And I have plenty of money, and then. Why is it more? I'm like, that's called sales tax. Sales tax Welcome. Yeah. So uh, I just got the question when we were paying at dinner the other night. She's like, so do you have to tip on that tax too? You tip on everything, child. You tip on it. Your parents are in the service industry. And once so. you work in the service industry, and I did uh, in, in all through graduate school and then a little bit after, once you work in the service industry, it completely changes the way you tip. Absolutely it really does. does. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny. So Tiffany and I were talking about, um, we went down all these rabbit holes. We were talking about, uh, you know, 
the cheese fritters at a restaurant that we love and then trying to recreate that at home and you actually end up spending, you know, more money trying to recreate some of these meals or dishes you have in restaurants. And if you just go to the restaurant and, you know, you pay the 10 bucks for the cheese fritters versus paying 30 bucks to try to recreate it at home and then it doesn't taste the same. And so then that led down this rabbit hole of, do you remember the, uh, a couple of weeks back, the dude or someone sold a painting in Miami at Art Basel for $120,000 that was literally a banana duct taped to a canvas. Do you remember hearing that in the news, Neil? Uh, I don't know. Oh my gosh. So you got to do yourself a favor because then there's a video of a dude taking the banana off of the canvas and eating it. And someone had already paid $120,000 for a real banana duct taped to a canvas. I am not joking. You can't make this stuff up. So Tiffany and I were talking about how it's hard to buy groceries for one or two people. And I was like, dude, we've been missing out. All we need to do is you know, the bananas we're about to throw out, we just take to a canvas and sell it. So you paid 59 cents for your banana and you sell it for 240,000 bucks or 120,000 bucks. That's a 240,000% return on your money. That's a great investment. We've just been doing it all wrong, man. <laughs> my grandfather always said duct tape could fix anything. So obviously <laughs> that know, is my retirement plan is duct tape. My <laughs> uncle, who's not a very, uh, uh, He's real rough around the edges. Would tell me if you can't duck it, I won't finish it. <laughs> we might be long lost cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I might not have a career in podcasting anymore if I finish that <laughs> that statement. All right, Neil. Sorry, dude. We ran off down these no, no, it's all funny rabbit holes. But all, all good. So let's 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 touch on the holiday stuff because I know that people get, for lack of a better word, they get nervous about. The holidays and and uh, a lot of times they're meeting in in not meeting but spending t- spending real time with in-laws and stuff for the first time or they're cooking for they're doing Christmas dinner at their place for the first time or they're all, all that kind of stuff and one of the questions that always comes up whenever we do these kinds of shows Tiffany is what what is the best wine to pair with different Christmas dishes meaning you know, if you're having a if you're having a Christmas turkey, what's the best what's the best wine to uh, pair with turkey? If you're having beef tenderloin, what's the best wine to pair with that? Um, is there is there sort of a a rule of thumb that people should go by? Your basic rule for pairing is, and this is where most people tend to get in trouble, is people try to pair with the actual meat when what you want to look at is either the garnish, the sauce, uh, what it's seasoned with, uh, because at the end, that's that's the flavor you're getting. You know, no one actually just goes and bakes the turkey with no seasoning and is like, wow, this tastes great. It's, do you fry it? Do you blacken it? Do you... Uh, put apple cider on your ham it's these are the flavors that you're going for so you want to pair with that um traditionally with turkeys we say pair with pinot noir simply because um you a lot of the flavors that you have with the turkey are going to be uh sort of earthy uh it's a very light light meat i mean it's not real heavy like a prime rib or anything and so uh a pinot noir is a lighter wine and it's not going to overpower it last thing you want to do is get this big wine and all you can taste is the wine unless you're someone like me like everything pairs well with pinot right it is i mean pinot pinot for red uh riesling for white those are your basic if you know nothing about wine show up with one of those you're going to look brilliant uh they just they go great they're food what we call food wines and they go great with everything so so what if you fried the turkey would you still go a pinot or a riesling you could still uh i would definitely go riesling because that fried you're gonna have that crispiness a little bit of greasy or um maybe do a little sparkling so uh they do make uh rosés of pinot noir or they make a sparkling rosé absolutely delicious with turkey uh fried turkey and growing up in south mississippi i ate a lot of fried turkey so so um, what if you're eating dominoes for christmas night is there a pairing for there's always a pairing always uh it's so funny like two or three nights ago tiny human and i ordered pizza because we're in the midst of 
finals for the first time and so it's uh and mom doesn't cook so we had pizza and i went into the kitchen and came back and we were uh being very proper and eating on the couch while watching christmas movies of course. and uh i brought my glass back around and she rolled her eyes at me because she thinks all my wine drinking is just ridiculous so uh and she's like are you seriously going to drink wine with pizza i said yes it's fabulous oh and yeah so, of course uh little Ziffindale, a red Ziffindale, or uh, a Gamay, or even something like maybe a Malbec, something like, so good. Ziffindale is my favorite pizza, uh, or even like a light Italian. There's some Barberas out there. They're really good. Um, again, sort of depending on your topping, but I'm a cheese, pepperoni, pineapple girl, so um, yes. I, don't even yes. get me. It's not pizza without pineapple. Dude, That's just the rule. I'm, I'm in the bank, too, and I have so many enemies because I love pineapple with pepperoni. But you get that sweet and that spicy. It's, yes, it's exactly. Amazing. It's all about balance. So, uh, But you do make enemies. I mean, that's... Y'all are communists. We might have just lost some listeners. <laughs> you just lost it a is, host. It is literally more dis, uh, divisive than what political party you belong to or which college team you're rooting for. Yeah, so uh, I don't care about all that stuff, but don't, don't put pineapple. I mean, I don't vote for whoever you want to vote for. All they do is run a country, and a college. I mean, a college football game's over as soon as it's done. But but you put pineapple on a pizza, and I don't, I don't know. I just fabulous. Got a lot of questions about your moral fiber at that point. I, mean, I really do. I, that that is no. No, I, 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 I would not eat it. Now, Get you a little pepperoni and pineapple pizza. Pour you a glass of Primitivo from Italy and come back and talk to me. Trust me. It'll change your life. Sausage and jalapeno. See, I can I can get down with that too. I'm I'm, I'm fabulous with the jalapeno. I'm a little nervous about the sausage. Depends on the sausage. I don't discriminate. The only thing I discriminate on with pizza is the little fish. And I think it's a texture thing. I don't... Yes. It's it's okay. not even a taste, but I... See, pizza is... To my anchovies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, pizza is the one thing where I can, you know, it it, it goes across all social classes. Uh, I will eat pizza with anybody. I don't care. I don't care. We should have had pizza here today. Pizza and wine. Dude, I... Well, so Neil Neil actually asked about that. You know, he was like, hey, when we have Bob's on, you know, we should be tasting what, you know, and maybe that's for a future episode. I I feel like I should add that to my contract. Definitely. Maybe the next time we have you on, Bob's, we can get Neil to Jackson and we can tape after hours and you guys can 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 taste and describe and kind of talk about what's going on. Sure, it'll be in. (laughs) I'll have your pineapple pizza, don't worry. And we will eat pineapple, we will eat pepperoni (laughs) and pineapple pizza. I've gotten really into pinos lately uh I've, I've for the longest time i mean for years i was cabernet was my go-to and right. uh, i really i mean i loved them and it's funny people say your taste buds change every so often and i've never really experienced that to be the truth but as it pertains to wine with me they kind of have it's funny tiffany the last i don't know six months uh or less maybe maybe four months i i, I I can't find a, a cab that isn't too sweet. Even the ones that right. I, I go in and I look and I tell the I, I tell the people at the at the package store or at the restaurant or whatever, hey, give me a, a cab that's not sweet, no sweet, and they can't do it. It's everything sweet, and then I have, excuse me, I have Pinot, and it's perfect. It's what I like. It, it's a complete change, and and, and everyone says, well, Pinots are, are fruitier and they're they're less full bodied. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's a. It, it's. I've, I've gotten where that's like. That's what I drink ninety to ninety five percent of the time. That's sort of the trend nowadays. There's um. So cabs have taken a huge turn, and a lot of this came out of domestic cabs from California. Uh, it was big and bold and full of alcohol, and so that is the style that people are making nowadays. So you often find cabernets that are. 14.5 and above in alcohol percentage and because of that you get you're, you're sort of punched in the face already and then the flavor profile caps that you often get um, again especially domestic is going to be chocolate and mocha and espresso and sort of these dark baking spices cassis which are all when you think about it uh, you've got pinots that you have raspberry and cranberries and earth and tomato and those are less sweet. Yeah, you get more fruit sort of up front, 
at the beginning on Pinots, but for cabs, you get those dark sort of flavors that we associate with sweet things. I mean, mocha, chocolate, uh, nutmeg, all these baking spices, that's what I'm using in my kitchen right now while I'm baking all these holiday sweets and cakes and cookies. And so you do get that flavor profile and it does turn people off um, because it can be so overpowering. And when you have so much tannin and so much alcohol and then you have such strong flavors, it's a lot to take on. I always tell people um, I'm a huge Cabernet fan, but it's very rare that I just sit and drink a bottle of Cabernet. I usually only have Cabernet when I'm eating food, and that's because that food will come in and bounce it out, and you lose that sweetness. Um, so like earlier, you mentioned uh, holiday pairings for Christmas Day. So for our family, we do turkey, at, turkey and ham at Thanksgiving, and then at Christmas, we do ham and prime rib. Mm-hmm. So prime rib and cabernet perfect so is it like a pepper crust on the prime it is yes i love love prime rib it is absolutely delicious uh i'm actually going to be ordering one from manship this year um so i don't have to deal with all the actual do they they sell to the public like we do uh we do we do uh christmas prime ribs Uh we do turkeys we have a whole thanksgiving Uh christmas catering package tomorrow is the last day though so if you're listening to this Pick up your phone right now. Yeah, it'd be today. Would be the last. Uh, well, pick up the phone and order now. Exactly. Now is your time to order. All but right, so um, I, need to, I need to take a take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Look at our website, our social media. We've got the menu, but you can do the whole package, which for someone like me who is feeding three people is much more cost productive than go into Kroger and buying $500 worth of food that I'm going to end up throwing out. Um, Or you can buy individuals. So I'm buying uh, prime rib and cranberry sauce because my skill set is not at that level. So, So, dude, we have a – sorry, I just called you dude. It's quite You're clearly a female. I appreciate Um, that. And sorry, it's just force of habit. I call everybody guys. dude a couple more times. So at our house – so my dad – you know, my dad is Cuban. Right. um, And we have this tradition for Christmas Eve – for Christmas Eve, we have a Cuban, we have a Cuban Christmas dinner, uh-huh. which is uh, pork tenderloin, yes. like real slow cooked and marinated. My mom does these. Oh my gosh! Like the black beans that she makes, she, it takes her two days to cook the black beans. I love and it. And like after hour twelve, our whole house smells like the black beans. And like I'm trying to get in there, and she's the you know, old uh, abuela, the abuelita, that's smacking you as you're trying to get your With hands the into the thing. pot. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you if you lift the lid on her pot, she will kill you. Understood. Because, like, all of the... It's a science. It's, it's a stuff... Something's happening there. I don't know what it is, but something's happening there. Yeah. And, man, we'll make uh, tostones, which is the plantains, and you fry oh. them and smash them, and it's it's delicious. So, just out of curiosity, and, yes. and unfortunately, like, maybe not unfortunately, fortunately... No one in our house drinks, you know, wines or anything, but what would you pair, like, because uh, there's, you, with Cuban food, there's a lot of flavor. It's, right. You know, it's not just, like, pork bland. It's a, There's a lot of flavor. Is it real spicy? No, it's not spicy, but it just has, so when you think of, like, uh, saffron, um, basil leaves, uh, there's a lot of flavor, but it's not, it's not hot. It's just it's just like you just get a lot smashed of. in the face with flavor, and it's so good. So I would probably go, if I was going white, uh, especially with that basil, saffron, I would go Sauvignon Blanc because it's got a very herbaceous and citrus flavor to it, depending on where it comes from. And so it's going to pull sort of those flavors out and help that sort of balance everything out. Or, gosh, if you're going red, you really have so many options. I personally would probably do like a little uh, GSM, so Grenache Syrah Mavedra blend. Uh, Grenache is real fruity up front, um, so it does great sort of uh, balancing out real rich flavors. But then you've got uh, Syrah has a like a smoky, peppery flavor to it. Uh, so I love the GSM with my pork usually, and especially with all those flavors, it was just... So if you came and joined us for Christmas Eve, exactly. Cuban dinner, which you're, you're welcome this is to say, uh, I'm putting it on my calendar uh, now. Because yeah. so. also the other deal is my mom does not know how to cook for one or two. So when she cooks, she cooks for an entire army. Exactly. So uh, so come and you can you can maybe you can do a follow up on. Hey, I brought this wine and this is what it. This is what went well. This is where we should have awesome. picked something different. Sorry, I just had to go down that rabbit hole with adding the Cuban flavor in there. 
We're really excited this morning now. I'm sorry. We're just like throwing you out in the cold. No, it's all good. It, I, I, I do a lot of podcasting and a lot of talking. It's some, if I'm completely honest, sometimes it's kind of nice to hear the other people do the talking. Well, so, dude, Neil, one of the things that we were talking about earlier, so I was telling Tiffany, probably one of the most uh, comments or frequent comments we had for her after her last episode was the pairing of the hamburger and the wine and what was it was it a Malbec a Malbec okay. and the yeah that's crazy that I recall Malbec that. or Merlot yep so I was asking mm-hmm. Tiffany I was like like what other crazy pairings and she was like have we talked about fried chicken and I was like no but I can't wait to hear what so fried <laughs> what chicken with, with fried chicken I mean I I don't know how you grew up in Mississippi and you don't have that at least twice a week so um Fried chicken, very, very oily, depending on where you get it from or if you do it yourself. You've got all this crispy, crispy skin, median. You want to drink some sparkling wine, be it champagne, so you can doll it up and have, like, you know, your $2 food. and A your, bucket of KFC and a really nice bottle exactly, of Exactly, a little bottle of Dom on the side. <laughs> or you could just get any, I mean, any sparkling uh, wine is great because those sparkling wines are very acidic. Um, and when you, when you have that heavy fried oiliness, you want to rinse that off your, I mean, it's sort of like after I have fried chicken, I feel like I need to go wash my face because I can feel the grease accumulating in my pores. So that wine sort of does that for it. That acidity cuts straight through it. Uh, it's, it's very light. It's effervescent. It's just, it is absolutely also french fries. So we've had a bunch of restaurants in town here lately who have done uh champagne or sparkling wine dinners and they've done these pairings potato chips a bottle of potato chips and a bottle of spanish cava it's my favorite snack ever it's absolutely wonderful it just all you get all that saltiness and all just that greasy down home flavor and then you have this bottle of nice refreshing acidity that just washes it down and it's like you're a clean palate and you're good to go so sparkling wine is forgiving for everything like it is usually what i bring when i go to anyone's house for dinner because i never know what they're cooking or and you could put sparkling with anything it's very much like riesling or pinot but even better you mentioned fried dishes what about buttery dishes like uh you know a a butter type of sauce like on a scallop or something like that um again the sparkling will go great but if i'm going buttery i usually try to get a big oaked chardonnay um because a oak chardonnay has that buttery flavor and it just makes it uh it makes it taste like melted butter it's it gives it almost a velvetiness i don't is that a word velvetiness velvety yeah we're, we're gonna make I, I it a word if not. That. um so it just really accentuates that sparkling wine goes great with it too but uh a big oak chardonnay with like uh, so chicken alfredo that I make at house that one of my few dishes I can actually make. I love it with a, um, I usually get like a California cab. They're usually are huge, really, really big, real buttery. Um, anything, if I'm at the restaurant, people ordering fish, uh, that's my first question is, are we putting a vinaigrette on it? Or are we putting a butter sauce? And if it's a butter sauce, I almost always put a, an oak chardonnay on it. It goes great. What if it is a vinaigrette? Uh, vinaigrette, then it, a lot of it depends on what the base of the vinaigrette is. So for us, we usually have either uh, a very sort of dry, like a red wine or a lemon or something like that, uh, that I tend to usually go to a Riesling with. Or if we do like a, uh, a soy-based or something like that, um, then it can get extremely sweet. And then I usually stick with sparkling with that um, because the sweetness is, is a bit much to go with uh or it, if, it depends on your Riesling. Rieslings come in so many different styles. You've got really, really dry that will almost turn your mouth inside out all the way to super sweet that tastes like you're chugging sugar water. So um, you can usually find a Riesling that will balance the vinaigrette. But vinaigrettes are really hard because vinegar just, you know, you don't it's think about. It's, it's vinegar. Nothing really pairs with vinegar. So you have Except to be real careful. Oil. So the other thing that comes up a lot in uh, a lot of things people indulge in a lot around this time of the year is sweets. So I'm going to ask you about desserts, about pairings for uh, a lot of chocolate and that kind of thing. But first, let's pay some bills. This podcast is also brought to you by the refrigeration company, TRC, owned and operated by Jeremy Watler. He's been in the refrigeration field for more than 20 years. 
including five, is a national service manager at TRC. They understand that great service means being responsive. Their highly trained, responsible, and dedicated staff are available 24-7 to ensure your complete satisfaction. They specialize in ammonia refrigeration, but they work on any other HFC, HCFC, or CO2 systems. TRC is building winning relationships with customers in baking, cold storage warehouses, ice production facilities, and facilities serving dairy, food, poultry, and catfish processing. They're based in Spanish Fort, Alabama, but they are licensed in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and South Carolina as well. TRC can handle all of your company's refrigeration needs, including installation, fabrication, service, compressor rebuilds, ammonia detection, calibration, vibration, analysis, and more. To learn more, call Jeremy Watler at 251-348-8533 or email him at jeremy at com. You can also follow The Refrigeration Company on Facebook or at their website, therefridgeco.com. We're also brought to you by Elite Dental Care with offices throughout West Tennessee in Germantown, Jackson, and Trenton. Elite Dental Care has five doctors with more than 75 years of combined experience. And with their different areas of expertise, the doctors at Elite Dental Care offer convenience along with the latest in technology. In addition, Elite Dental Care is a family practice, so the entire family can be seen no matter age or severity of issues. They try to stay up to date with all of the latest technology, including intraoral cameras, digital x-rays and impressions, 3D x-rays and more. Um, they offer both conscious sedation and IV sedation for patients. And um, they, what they try to do is they try to get as much work done in one visit, which ultimately saves the patient time and money. So if you're looking for a dentist in West Tennessee or in the Memphis area, call Dr. Mark Harper, Dr. Clint Buchanan, and Dr. Mike Farah at Elite Dental Care. To reach them, go to EliteDentalCare.com or follow them on Facebook and or Instagram. And we're brought to you by Lentz and Little. It's a veteran-owned Mississippi firm, serves the entire state for business advice and commercial litigation from Oxford to Gulfport and everywhere in between. Whether you're having trouble paying your debts or someone isn't paying you for what you're owed, Lentz and Little can quickly advise you of your best course of action. Lentz and Little has more than 60 years of collective experience representing banks, businesses, and individuals in defaulted loan workouts, collections, repossessions, foreclosures, and bankruptcies. They offer creative solution to, uh, solutions to final financial problems, and they have the versatility you need regardless of whether you need help with general business advice, issues with payment of taxes or representation in state court, federal court, or bankruptcy court. Lentz and Little can help you arrange your finances and assets, limit your exposure, and protect you and your family should financial disaster strike. So if you're in need of legal advice or assistance with your financial situation, call Jarrett Little at 228-867-6050. Visit their website at LentzLittle.com. That's L-E-N-T-Z Little.com. Or email Jarrett, that's J-A-R-R-E-T-T, at LentzLittle.com. Your initial consultation by phone or in person is free of charge. So a lot of chocolate at Christmas time. People indulge a little. A lot of times it's dessert. They finished a rich meal. They wait a little while. Everybody's hanging around. Then they have some chocolate. Uh, what's, what's, the best, what's the best pairing for that? So desserts are a little bit tricky. Uh, you always want your d wine to be sweeter than your dessert. And at, here in Mississippi, that's really hard to do because we all of our desserts are super, super sweet. I would have not have figured that. Uh, it's not something that most people, that's, that's most why time. That's you pay the big bucks. Well, you know, someone's got to do the tough work. So I've tasted a lot of wine to come up with these. It must be awful. It's terrible. I cry at night in my pillow a lot. <laughs> uh, so... I always recommend if you're eating dessert, uh, then again, I'm going back to sparkling, but I mean, bubbles are my favorite for racing. But at this point, you want to do a sweet sparkling or you either want to go dessert wine. So uh, with chocolate, get a port. So port is simply a wine that's been what we call fortified in the business, which means they take a a liqueur, a spirit that is made from grapes, and they add it into the wine during fermentation when it's actually becoming wine. So um, 
the good thing about those are they they pack a punch. They're extremely high in alcohol, but they are extremely rich. So they're just as rich as these desserts are. So it only takes an ounce. So you can get a bottle and the whole family can sip on it for probably a month or two. Um, because it's just a little bitty taste and it balances out. Ports have that deep, rich, uh, it's like a fig and raisin and brown sugary flavor, which goes great, of course, with all the cobblers and chocolate desserts and uh, puddings and things like that. And then if you're doing a lighter dessert like a key lime pie, uh, which or coconut pie was what my grandmother made every single holiday. Yes. Uh, I miss her coconut pie. I never thought I used to hate it. Okay, was it up, was it coconut cream or was it coconut? Oh no, it was coconut and oh, yeah. fresh shaved coconut on the top. I yeah. just, oh, it was fabulous. But uh, something lighter like that, go for a little white dessert wine. So they make um, salterns. They make uh, uh, late harvest chardonnays, uh, simions. There's a lot of little white. Uh, it's usually in little bitty small bottles, like 375 bottles, little half bottle. And they go absolutely amazing with it. Um, but if it's, and a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like dessert wines. They're super, super sweet. Again, it sort of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the Cabernet. It's not something that if you, it, I mean, you're not going to pour a, a five ounce glass of dessert wine and sit there and drink it. Uh, no. You would get sick. Yes. Uh, you're just wanting a little one ounce pour. And when it balances with that food, especially you get something acidic, it's going to cut that sweetness. So it doesn't taste nearly as sweet. Um, but if you don't have one on hand, you have company that stops by, you're pulling out the tin of cookies that you want in the dirty Santa at the office. Uh Grab you, if, keep a good bottle of uh, sweet Riesling in the back. You can buy one for literally like $9 at the uh, wine store. Grab it, keep it in the back chilled, and that sweetness will go great with anything, any cookies you put out there. Or just a sweet, uh, what we call a demi-sec sparkling wine. Um, it's, demi means it's like half sweet. But it's super, super sweet. Um, and again, not something that you would want to just drink. But with wedding cake, uh, that's that's the champagne that you want to pour with your wedding cake. Is a demi sec. Same thing with your uh, with your holiday desserts. I don't think people in Mississippi do that. They don't. They I pour brute, and it's absolutely horrible. Well, I was going to say, or beer, or, or beer. whiskey. Exactly. Uh, and whiskey goes great, a, too. I've been to a lot of weddings. Yeah, don't don't you I, dare start insulting whiskey. I, you can do this pineapple <laughs> thing all you want. But I'll, I'll, I'll come through this microphone. I mean, you be careful. This has been a stressful week. There's been a lot going on. And, and, and don't, don't, attack, don't attack the whiskey, because that's... that's uh, it's what I like to refer to as psychological therapy, and <laughs> and uh, be nice. Just back off right now. Just take a deep breath and a step back, and you're okay. We love you, whiskey. There you go. You're our favorite, <laughs> or at least a strong second. No, I have I have nothing against whiskey. Whiskey doesn't like me. Oh, along with most other hard liquors. Really? Uh, it makes oh, you, yeah. What does it make you mean, or what? Um. I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to, to alcohol. Uh, you know, when I, when I, when I drink alcohol, I, I break out in handcuffs in prison. So, you know, it's, just, it's, uh, it's, best, it's best for me to, to stay away. And, and by the way, just for our listeners, I've, I've actually never been to prison. <laughs> uh, Let me clarify a, a couple a legal fun, points. It's a fun little thing that I stole from Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and it seems to make people laugh because, well, you know, and sometimes around the holidays, since uh, Neil opened this door, I'm going to walk through it. Like sometimes around the holidays at holiday parties, you know, people will be like, hey, let me get you a drink. And I'm like, I'm good, man. You know, I, I don't drink. And, and you know, it, sometimes it creates an awkward situation. So that's when I'll bring I'll bring in the, you know. Uh, I'm allergic to alcohol, and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I break out in handcuffs in prison." And they're like, "You know, they start laughing, and then they go on about their way." But the other thing I've done is, it's kind of coming back into, or it's coming into popularity now, which is like the mocktail stuff. Yes, and I'll get, I'll get a, you know, a little rocks glass of either Coke or Sprite, and if it's a little rocks glass of Coke, you know, and I just carry it with me in my hand, and people have no idea that it's just straight up Coke. They think it's you know, whiskey and Coke or something like that, or if I have a Sprite 
or or sparkling water. I'll garnish it with a lemon or a lime, and and it just kind of it 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 helps negate that situation of people be like, oh man, let me. And so another thing I don't do is I don't let people get drinks and bring them to me. And then I'll end up having uh, something I I don't want and. And then my wife, my poor wife, will be taking care of me all night long. And you know, Neil, sometimes you know, like some people can handle spirits real well. I'm just not one of those people. No, there's a lot of people that, uh, frankly, like whiskey makes them angry. Whiskey makes them mean. I'm I'm the exact opposite. I, whiskey for me is a uh, is a very calming thing. Like I, there's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to goob out here. There's nothing for me. I mean, there's some things, but there's nothing that's kind of just more soothing, frankly, than um, whiskey in a glass and one of the big ice cubes. And you listen to the cube crack a little bit for a minute and you just go sit someplace by yourself quietly for a minute and have a couple of sips and just kind of unwind. I mean, for me, that is uh, that's perfect. Like all like Christmas coming up. I'm I'm a big believer in Christmas. Like get the gifts and stuff are for kids and and Laura's always my wife is always like, What do you want for Christmas? I'm like, just buy me a bottle of bourbon. Buy me a bottle of whiskey, I'm good, whatever. And and I'm just nice and simple. It doesn't it doesn't require much. So I, I get it. I I, I, don't, I get mad at people that, that get upset at people for not drinking. Because here's the truth. If if I could cut drinking out of my life my my financial bottom line would be a little different. Now my th- my therapy line might be bigger, uh, but in all seriousness, but but I, I do think I mean I I don't even want to think about the amount of money over the course of year of the year that I'll spend on wine or beer or whatever. Now I enjoy it and life is short and I can handle it and I, I handle it responsibly. But you know what I'm saying? I mean the the people that don't drink I don't judge that at all. I mean in fact I probably look at them and think you're you're. You're a little superior to me in that regard. Well, what you spend in beer and whiskey, I spend in pizza with pepperoni and pineapple. <laughs> on it, so. The pineapple often costs extra. Uh, yeah, it does actually cost extra, but it's but that's okay. But you know, also Neil, it's funny. Uh, my my friend that I've kind of reconnected with, uh, her name's Bethany, and she's uh, she's a monster athlete. Like done, she's qualified ball for Boston, the Boston Marathon, run it several times. And uh, we were chatting last night um, about, you know, the, the whole food thing and with athletes. And it's, did I tell, I can't remember if I told my surfing story where, uh, so I got surf lessons in San Diego right before Christopher and I went. And um, I stood up on the surfboard and surfed in like after the fifth or sixth time. And I came back and my surf instructor was like, dude, He's like, honestly, I didn't think you were going to stand up. He's like, you know, you're you're sort of kind of fat and surprisingly athletic. And I was like, Sam, that's my mantra. And so <laughs> last night I was talking with Bethany about, you know, I, so I was 215, and I'm right around six foot, and I was 215 when I raced Ironman Florida in November 2016, and now I'm 250, like 250, so I packed on 35 pounds of not muscle, um, you know, in, in that period of time in those three years. And, uh, and, and I love food. And one of the things that she asked me too, she was like, well, like what races have you put on your, on your calendar? And it was racing was therapeutic for me. So dude, it's, I'm drawing, I'm circling back into, you know, different people, you know, it's whiskey as the therapy. And for me, it was like, punishing myself either in a pool or on you know running or cycling was really therapy but it was you know it kept me it kept me in check and you know, I didn't have that man I just packed on the 35 pounds of you know it's just extra extra heating and cushioning for the family members that need extra heating and cushioning quality so you like takes work you should be proud I've worked really hard <laughs> to get a good round Buddha belly uh it's 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 taken three years of dedication and pizza. Hey, and these chipmunk cheeks didn't come from nowhere. Okay, <laughs> I've I've been honing them over years and years. So, yes, uh, a lot of people do that. Like, uh, and you do bring up a good point. Is there are a lot of people who don't drink for those specific reasons because. 
people tend to forget uh, how much sugar that alcohol has in it. Right. Because especially with wine, the entire thing is that the juice in the grape turns to sugar, and that's what becomes the alcohol. So the whole basis is sugar. And so oftentimes if the if it does not ferment completely, which a lot of wines don't, you're left with that residual sugar still in your drink. So, you know, a glass of wine can pack on, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I have a glass of wine every night before I go to bed or, like me, a couple, you know, and it's, well, that's a huge calorie punch right there before you go to bed. Do they put the calories on the labels of wine? I've never... They do not. Um, No one would ever buy wine ever again. (laughs) Yes. I lobby hard against that. Or for the bottle of whiskey. (laughs) Is it it true that it's about 18 pours in a like a bottle, a fifth of whiskey? It is. So a traditional... a, a traditional liquor bottle or wine bottle is 750 milliliters, which is 25 ounces. And so most uh, most restaurants pour an ounce and a half. If you're doing a mixed drink or if you're just drinking it over a big rock, like Nell mentioned, it's usually a two-ounce pour. So usually anywhere between 12 to 18 is how many pours See, you get. The, the, the urban myth is that the Irish created, or the Scottish, whichever I failed at, identifying the purple one. There's 18 holes of golf because they ran out of whiskey at I've never holes. heard that. I'm so used to that for the rest of my but life. But my business partner, Reed, would probably argue that he would would have preferred them to run out of whiskey at 12. He says 18 holes is too much. 12 is perfect. Just drink a neat shot. You're good. Just just drink a, yeah, a two-ounce yeah. nil. A nil pour. A nil pour. Yeah. Um, I, I will give you some free advice. Uh, this is... It was more of a baseball celebration than a holiday celebration, but never drink the majority of a fifth of uh, of whiskey and follow that with cheap champagne. Not good. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. good. Not, not yeah. good. Not good. Not uh, good. That that that's just take my word for it. If you uh, if if you're out there and you want to punish yourself, do it. Yeah. If you uh, just want some free advice right here on the Mind on My Money podcast, that's yours. Is that when you pay homage to the porcelain god and you're doing the Technicolor yawn? Yeah, you know, I always told myself, I'm a lifelong Chicago Cubs fan, and uh, I always told myself the night that the Cubs won the World Series would be the best night ever. And and, and it was. The uh, the Cubs, it should be noted, won the World Series at about, uh, it was about 11.45 Central Time when the final out was recorded. And so that day was a great day. Uh in the in the ensuing minutes following the Cubs winning the World Series, we sprayed champagne out in the driveway. Uh, me and my wife and my three children, and uh, I'm not that does not make me a very model dad. But they, <laughs> they understood, and uh, out came back in to uh, to watch the uh, the the post game stuff, the celebration and, and the uh, in- interviews and all of those things, just sort of basking in the afterglow of the team that I had always cheered for, the lovable losers winning a World Series, and I had some of the champagne in my in my possession and proceeded to drink. Directly out of the bottle? Yeah, directly out of the bottle. A, I don't really know how much. And uh, about one thirty in the morning on the day after the Cubs won the mm-hmm. World Series was not the best day. And the, Laura said, did, did you drink the champagne? I was like, yeah. Yep. And you were you were screaming Ralph's name. Yeah, she says that's that's uh that's this is not gonna end well and I'm like, Nope. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not going to end well and it didn't, but uh the cup I did wake up the next day and, and think was that the a cup dream? really did win. <laughs> Please tell me that wasn't a really bad dream. Please So yeah, but uh there's your there's your free holiday advice. Once you've once you've gone to the uh once you've gone to the whiskey Don't stay on the whiskey. Yeah. That's so people always because I tend to drink a little bit more than your average Joe. Uh, Just I mean, it's work related. It's or your average Tiffany, yeah, your average anybody. Uh, So people are always like, "How are you never? How are you not miserable all the time?" So it's those are the two keys that I've learned after many many lessons uh, like you had that night. Uh, I wish I could say. One ball game was all it took me to learn, but sadly, no. Uh, but one, don't mix. Pick, pick a liquor, whether it be a spirit, a wine, beer. Pick one, stay with it, and uh, hydrate. So for every glass of wine I have, I uh, have a glass of water. Yeah. And let me tell you, it makes 
all that you don't realize it, but it makes all the difference in the world. No doubt. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to say they could go ahead and win another World Series. We just need to get you hooked up to some uh, some bottled water beforehand, and yeah, uh, no, you'll be good to go. I, I would be better. I, and I was I, I did that night hydrate a little as I went, but it just things things went south. That, that game went into extra innings, and there was a rain delay, and there was a lot of nerves and tension and just drama. And, you know, it just it – was, it was that I like to tell people that night Game 7 was experiencing basically every emotion – that life can pretty much offer uh, in condensed form in a sporting event where in the end it really doesn't matter. But in, at that moment, it matters a lot. And yeah. you, you, you feel – I felt everything from jubilation to despair to, uh, to hope to, to almost death. So, so yeah, it was uh, – that, that, that I looked up and the bottle of uh, Baker's that I had uh, opened that evening was basically gone. I was like, whoa. It's not not when when the adrenaline wears off. This is not going to be a fun ride, and it wasn't. But there you go. Hey, as a Saints fan and a fantasy football player, I feel that pain to my soul. I know exactly how that goes. So it's it's live or die in those games, and you don't really realize what you're drinking until it's over. Until it's too late. Yeah. Well, there's. I have to leave you guys with this this last recommendation because I have zero frame of reference but the only thing I can do is give you a real good YouTube video you need to check out so the comedian Jim Brewer and his last name is like B-R-E-U-E-R he was on uh, the Half-Baked movie he does a stand-up comedy called or his skit is called Alcohol so Jim Brewer Alcohol YouTube that I am not going to say anything else it is the best maybe two and a half minutes of, uh, of your, not of your life, but you're really, you won't regret it. And it, it backs up and solidifies the advice that the two of you just give, just in a whole lot more funny manner. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will, uh, we'll leave it there. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy New Year to everyone. Please, uh, as we talk about drinking, don't drink and drive. Be safe. Have a driver. Yes, yes uh, please. Get a, Uber. Get Uber. Uber's your friend. Um, Lyft is good too. If you, yep, you know, yeah. we're not, we're not, we're not sponsored by Uber. But yeah. I hope, uh, <laughs> yeah, if Uber, if you're listening, um, yeah, yeah, call, call Neil. Yeah, call me. We can make something happen. Um, so I hope Santa Claus brings you guys everything that you're asking for, and uh, happy holidays to you and your and your families. Absolutely, you too, Neil. Happy holidays. Cheers. That does it for this edition. This year of Mind on My Money podcast will be back first week of January uh, with. I don't know what we'll talk about. Beats me. We'll talk about something, though, financially related in all likelihood uh, in January. Until then, again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Thanks to the people at Pinnacle Trust for making this possible. For Martin Palomo, I'm Neil McCready. Talk to you next time. Take care.